Okay, welcome to the latest episode of Literature and Lapdogs. We have two lapdogs here officially at the moment. Um, we have Teddy representing the small braids uh, and the male element in the household, actually. <laughs> uh, and, and we have Georgie, but she's a little camera shy, so she's manning the floors. She's like, I'm examining. She's backstage, basically, um, for the purposes of this conversation. Um, which is appropriate because we're going to slightly deviate from our literature portion. We have the lap dogs, like two of the three. We're going to slightly deviate from our literature discussion and talk about Primophasia. Uh -huh. um, so the play that is currently on Broadway with Jodie Comer, I believe it finishes July 2nd. Yeah. Uh, so if you have a spare couple hundred dollars, um, at least, you can go see this play. Um, we stress we did not have a spare couple hundred dollars. We actually managed to get tickets um, when it was miraculously cheaper um, than that. But it's well worth it. Um, I think it's going to be on National Theatre Live or National Theatre at Home, as it's officially called, yes. of which I'm a huge fan. I've been, I have literally been talking about this for almost a decade they complaining. Don't catalog. They don't maintain their catalogue, so I can now complain about that. <laughs> More copyright stuff come in. Like I wanna be I wanna be able to watch Medeo year round, thank you. I, I don't know. I if National Theatre UK, if you're listening, uh, which I doubt you are, but if you are, uh please fix your subscription service so you just keep all your content available and just add everything to it because we really enjoy it and um I would like to justify the, the twelve ninety nine. Um <laughs> And I have also like referred customers to you, so I feel like I'm owed a good catalogue. Um, anyway, Primophasia, which may or may not end up on National Theatre at home as the official program in the autumn. Because if you're in if you're in the US, I don't sound like I'm in the US, I am actually in the US. Uh, if I you're think in the, it UK, was on the UK, it was done on the UK. Sadly, if you aren't, if you're there in the UK, taken off. Yeah, you've missed it. That ship has sailed. Uh, I think and it was now it's here. They think people aren't gonna want to go see it live if they release it on National Theatre at home, which is so not true. People, we will go and watch it many, many times, and I will watch it happily at home, and I will still pay an inordinate amount of money, still an inordinate amount of money, to go and see it in the theatre. I will not give up my theatre experience. Um, okay, so Playbill, Dirty Coma. Um, we lost our pride. Playbill. They changed the they changed the the cover slightly. Yes. Uh, for for Pride Month, which is kind of cool. Um, we lost that one, and then it's, we may we'll find out later. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so we've seen it twice. We yes. saw it back we, in April, right? Is that when it was? And when it came out, it came out in April. Um, over here in, in the US, and uh, we raced to see it. We bought tickets in November. I just like to point that out. So um what <laughs> so we were we were die hard fans not for um actually now this is because my best friend introduced me to Kelly Eve yeah I got her into it because I was watching it while I was cooking and do not recommend if you want to understand it yeah it's but... complicated so I got called in to give sort of like expert interpretations of what the hell was going on in Killing Eve which Initially, of course, I could not answer, you know, what is this? Uh, no idea. So I had to go back to the very beginning and watch the entire thing. So here we are. I've now seen all of Killing Eve at least twice. Mm -hmm. um, 
I've actually read the books. I like my books too. She she read the one book. I read the other ones too. Actually. I should ask read the other books. Um, I did. They told me this. Isn't yeah, no. Kindle. Um, mm-hmm. no, no. Where did you get these? I don't remember, but I did. Um, them again. Oh, I'll find them again. Um, okay. So, uh, very well. Very different from Killing Eve. I think the first fifty minutes is like watching Jodie Comer play Villanelle. Actually, um, energy wise, energy wise, it's very very similar. I was like really really pleasantly surprised when we first like watched it. Um, mm-hmm. We were gonna do this yesterday because we saw it again yesterday. Yeah, we, we needed time to for it to mellow. We need to mellow. We were both tired. We also need to get over the fact that. Um, but alas, Jerry Comer was not signing autographs. She's had like had a reputation this entire time of being like really receptive to signing autographs. Um and the first time we went to go see it, uh you were there alone. Um as in, the second. in the second row. Um and got, shall we say, tongue tied? Is that is that fair? <laughs> Ow. Oh, um, I believe that's the point. But anyway, I'm just like, yeah. You know. Um, tongue tied is that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, and when and when asked when asked if anybody it. else yeah was asked if anybody else would like an autograph. And actually, that did not. Okay, I thought you sort of, but it sort of did. Um, there was sort of like a anyone else moment. Yes. Yes. Mm. At least this is what I was told at the time, and we were tongue tied. Ego, we did not get autographed first time around. So second time around, we go and see this performance. We go see another matinee. Um, highly recommend matinees if you'd like to save some money. Anyway, it was still a very good performance. Uh, but alas, uh, no autographs because uh, she wasn't coming out. There's like a three and a half hour window between performances. So makes sense. I probably wouldn't leave either. I'd probably go and sleep somewhere and go see inside the theater and be like done for several hours. So probably I'm suspecting what's, what's going on um and so we we went back um for the evening performance because it happened to sort of coincide with other things um uh, waited had a really really good spot i was very proud of our spot i've never had such a good spot in the line right <laughs> three times we've to... three times you've ever gone to get people's autographs this is not a regular thing we're sound like genuine stalkers here um yes so we go through this regularly okay i have like three people's signatures from all the theaters that i've ever been to it's really not a bit i have been to a lot yeah we have dragged you to a lot of theaters and this is only like the third time ever that we've gone and got autographs because we were actually on a mission for somebody else we were actually on a mission for a friend um, I wanted to forgive me. Well, there was this poor woman next to us as well who had like who was in, in holding in her hands like the book, the the program, the other thing that she was trying to get her to sign, and kind of like fiddling around to figure out what was the best arrangement so she could like hold them out to have them signed. It was oh, really was very so- sad. Um, and then Jody Cameron was just like, "Sorry, guys, no." <laughs> and everybody was just like, "What? We've been here for forty five minutes. Um, we totally get it. Self care." go yeah, for it, it. but like, at the same time um please send someone next time it would be really nice just tell just tell your crew to tell people that you're not signing autographs so that us schmucks um us mortals don't end up waiting for 45 minutes because contrary to popular belief um we have other things to do anyway <laughs> like i'm not intending this to be like a 
Like that's dump on Jodie Comer. No, we love Jodie Comer. Um, and genuinely, yeah, she's called cool. Deadline. Uh-huh. In the Deadline article. On what? After she won the awards. She was called uncool. No, she what? was called... She was called what? She was called Julie, for God's sake. Julie? It was the thing you sent me. Oh, yeah. So, Deadline, please proofread. Um, <laughs> yeah, so many things. So many things. Um, okay, so Deadline is a, is a like a showbiz news platform. Since I teach for a, a film academy, I sign up for that so I can sort of like stay stay current with my students. Who may, <laughs> <laughs> who may or may not be up to date with this. I'm trying to help be able to hang with the cool kids, so I need to know like what's going on. Okay, that's really not that funny, but all right. <laughs> yeah, this is a play about sexual violence. <laughs> like you're laughing here. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Apparently, me trying to be cool is really that that hilarious. It's so mm. like in segue in class, okay? Mm. When everybody's like losing interest and turning their their headphones on, and I can say, "Hey, did anybody see that mm, that came out the other day?" Um, film students are so cultured, huh? Film students are kind of uncultured. Going out wide, people. Um, <laughs> My film students are lovely. Um, okay. well, they are. You just... You know. <laughs> Plus, I was aware when Jodie Cameron won the Tony, so I just like to point that out as well. It was actually quite a useful thing. Swept the awards season, actually. Swept the awards. Oh, did she? I thought so. No. Promovation didn't. It didn't win for best play. It only, the only award it got was Promovation. I mean, sorry, Promovation, God. Um, so you've set me off now. Because it's really the, the, the best I'm not actress. Sure. Let me Google everything. I Google everything. Don't go me. You're going to be the fact checker in this. Yeah, I'm going to be the Okay, anyway. Okay, so the play, uh, for anyone who has not heard this yet, um, is about sexual assault, right? Uh, the main character experiences sexual assault without giving spoilers. Uh, the playbill doesn't try or tries not to. Um, the entire show is packaged with like, um, trigger warnings and, and the like even though they also have this this policy where they don't want to give too much away which i think is fair um i'm trying not to give too much away here either but we do want to sort of talk about how the performance works um so the first for 50 minutes or so it's a, it's 100 100 minutes i mean the reports vary yeah the reports vary of how long it is it does say inside the theater inside the golden theater that it's like 100 minutes but then um, like a- news things and 90 a drone it's not 90 and it was i'm sorry that 100. was the sunday times got it wrong um shocker uh so it's it's 100 minutes according to the theater which seems like the most accurate thing because you do actually have to have people working on security and like all kinds of stuff and opening doors and things so um but there is a there is like a there's not an interval per se but there is a bit where there's like a it, it got extended the second time we watched it there's a part where she leaves the stage for a little bit and changes um and that i think that was longer than it was the first time around i could be completely wrong because um yeah. like part of the part of the point of the play is that you don't remember things accurately uh necessarily um 
but oh you remember things like in, in weird ways but um it there is only that, that bit that may may or may not stretch out just a little bit um Okay. Yeah, it kind of didn't. But... It didn't, no, which is sad because mm-hmm. it really should have done. I, guess. I mean, it sounded like it did. Never mind. Okay. Well, I think it should. I think they made it sound like it should have done, which it probably should have done. Um, sorry. Uh, it's a really, really good play, and uh, I have yet to buy the the actual text, but I intend to um and actually to read it because it's very, very good. Um, it's super interesting because essentially it's a one woman show. Um, essentially. Well, essentially, I mean, it's not a one-woman show suggests to me that she's just on stage the entire time just talking and, you know, like almost in a monologue kind of without. <laughs> um, something It suggests something different. It suggests something almost like more comedic to me than, than yeah. drama-based. Um, so that, hence my clarification. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean... I mean to all the technical work that I went into this. Yeah, no, I mean, it's she She is the only person on stage the entire time. Uh, it is essentially a monologue, even though like, you can qualify that. Um, it, it's, yeah, we'll talk about the writing style in a minute. Yeah, the writing style is super, super interesting. Um, but it's a solo, solo performance, maybe better way of putting it, solo performance. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very dynamic, though. Right, you talked about her moving furniture, <laughs> which she, she does. She arranges the set, she moves tables, she jumps she on the table, she jumps on the table, dances on the table, around grabbing binders. Yeah, there's it's very, very physical, particularly in the first part, um, the first 50 minutes or so, hence the villanelle comparison. Um, it's also very funny, and yeah, the first I didn't expect it to be the first, yeah, but... yeah. Um, in the first 50 minutes, you don't expect it to be, um, well, I mean, you sort of, boom, cover, front cover. It's not exactly a humorous, humorous. Um, but I mean, it makes sense, right? It's, it, they're trying to get the, the vibe of her character and she is very funny. Um, you know, and, Good. hmm? Head. Head. Uh, is a young person. Yeah, so she's basically, she's a lawyer. She talks about her experiences in law school. She talks about her experience in Cambridge. She talks about... Um, Which was very fun. Yeah, uh, my one my one little tweak um, essentially talks about imposter syndrome for like two minutes, but they, they don't actually name it, which I figured they actually probably should because Cambridge does, or at least my experience in Cambridge they do. Um, they call a spade a spade in that respect and talk about um, imposter syndrome. And how it affects people. Um, it's they do. They call spade spade. Yeah, they're direct about it. Okay, <laughs> not something I'd ever heard before. Okay. Apparently, I'm failing to keep up with these things. So. <laughs> this is this is not surprising. I mean, tears coming out. I had a whole conversation yesterday with my students about like different phrases and language and stuff that's appropriate because we were doing a DEI event. Um, I was essentially babysitting for a DEI event and like, you know, supervising. It really was like babysitting. They they all had pizza and drinks and it was like, talk amongst yourselves for um, 50 minutes and then we'll we'll give you a topic. Yeah, I'll give you a topic. Um, yeah, so, well, I don't the risk of giving too much away. Um, we kind of have to. So, Tessa so, Ensler. Yeah, so if you don't want spoilers, maybe, like... can't say Tessa Ensler, she's Tessa Ensler. 
Tessa Ensler. You can't say Tessa Ensler. She's Tessa Ensler. Tessa Ensler. Yeah. Okay. So she's from Liverpool. Uh, so she, right. she kind of gets to use her Comer. So Jodie Comer actually, actually gets to use her, gets to use, gets to use her Liverpudlian accent. Um, which is, I mean, mm-hmm. given the whole villain author, it's very interesting. Someone who's in British accent was developed with the slightly And she does shift it, actually, I think, right? There's times where she, like, as she's performing, there is a dialect coach, actually, on the list of people for the, the casting production, um, dialect and speech. So she does, I, mean, I think, times I thought when she was getting more emotional when she... Like, yeah it? there's there's times like when she's like she's like when she's cursing when she's um like describing like she's doing like a almost an aside for herself right she's re- she sometimes is like re- reports on speech like recreates speeches that she's she's herself has made and sometimes other people have made so she actually does use other people's accents she imitates a cop right and a judge and a judge um and then she she has herself when she's speaking in court which I think doesn't have the accent. Yeah, it has um, received pronunciation Queen's English. Yeah, definitely. Which makes sense. I mean, she's going. She's going in there. Projecting, so she's projecting yes. an image. She's supposed to be a QC barrister, right? No, they thought. I thought they called it QC the first time we watched it, and then they were calling it Casey. Sorry, Casey. Casey. Cancel. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But they kept calling it Casey the second time. Oh, they call it Casey the second time. It's a king's cat. Oh, they have to now. They have to. Of course they do. Okay, so they shifted it. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even spot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Make this into a dream. (laughs) References to Charles and Food. Also a Broadway show, I believe. Um. (laughs) Come on, Georgie. Join the fray, Jordan. Keep batting the cushion. Okay, she's coming. Um, yeah. So they did. Oh God, they did change that. That's depressing. Uh-huh. Okay, so they changed it to Casey. Oh Lordy, why though? I mean, it's not like it's the not God save King. Yeah, but it's not like it has to be contemporary. Hmm. I mean, like, it doesn't have to be. It could be something. I mean, it's supposed to be in the present. Actually, it's supposed to be three years in the past. Yeah. Explain. Okay, so there's a passage of time. There is this like Virginia Woolf passage of time. Um, two hundred seventy-eight days. But it was three hundred seventy-eight days. Right. No, it's more than that. Seven hundred forty-eight days. No, forty-two. No, it's it's three years. Seven hundred. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's go. It's almost. Which I'm pretty sure because the Writers Australian, it was like the limit as to how many days you can have between like the accusation and, and the, the trial. trial. All right, so maybe like so, yeah. But it's it's falling. It's like what? So what's two years, not three years? Um, it's but it's calculating this in the theatre is like two years and. Days. Yeah, but my point is almost it's it's getting there. It's like it's in into its third year, right? By the time it's actually dealt with, which means that it's not contemporary. So when she's talking about the earlier events, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be Casey. Well, it doesn't have to be Casey. 
And it shouldn't be. How are you gonna like project three years into the future? Anyway, uh, please don't make it Casey. Let's just note our notes on the play. Please don't do that. It's depressing enough. Um, it really is depressing enough, people. Um, yeah. So they they well, have changed. They might. That. Did they change that? Because maybe I'm misremembering. But no. it felt weird. No, I think they had Casey. Um, I could I could be completely wrong. Um, but yeah. Anyway, um, she basically she's a barrister, right? She worked in the UK. Um, for anyone who's not unaware of this, uh, the UK is different. You don't sort of work as a lawyer and jump between meeting clients and then going into court. You actually, yeah, if you're a solicitor, yeah, it's not law and order. If you're a solicitor, you meet with clients outside of the court, and then you have a barrister who represents you. What um, Uncle David? He's a solicitor. Okay, yeah, because like I keep remembering him as a barrister and I realised like, that doesn't sound right. No, he's not. Um no, he was working at Crafts House, I remember that. Yeah, but I mean told like, me and then I forgot. So there's other films, there's obviously other films and TV shows that depict it, but um doubt it was nice to think of doubt actually with uh, Rachel Weiss, which is like the thing about um the Holocaust denial thing. Oh doubt, I'm sorry, denial. denial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm confusing things. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, denial, not doubt. Doubt is something completely different, but they're also dealing with social assault, which is probably why I'm like Freudian slipping in. Um, yeah, so denial is a uh, thing about the Holocaust uh, denier, hence the, the title, um, which also deals with the fact that when you have a, a case in the UK, you have a uh, solicitor and then a barrister. Hello, Virginia. I'm not grinning during this, but that's okay. Hi, Jamie. Okay. So we have, now we have three labs around. Okay. Sort of, the third one is not. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not allowed. Um, any dog is the last dog. You just have to try. You just have to, yeah, you just embrace it. Um, so we're joined by Virginia, Virginia Werewolf, indeed. Um, okay. So, uh, did you want to talk about the writing style? Yes, I was trying. And quickly, she departs. That's lovely. Mm-hmm. Well, seems kind of perfect. We're about to talk about stream of consciousness, but. No, I kept trying to put a name to this. Um, the best thing I can come up with is stream of consciousness, but it's like it's really an extended monologue. It's an extended internal monologue. Yes. Yeah, it's really like an extended internal monologue where she's describing everything that happens to her. She's occasionally uh, ventriloquizing other characters in her life. Right. Um. Sometimes doing a science, it's basically, I mean, yeah, it can stream of consciousness. I mean, particularly when she's cursing. And then, yeah, I mean, maybe. And then, there's difference between like her describing her thoughts and then her actual sides. Yeah, because I mean, there's the time when she's thinking back to law school. Mm-hmm. And the guy next to her is just dismissed her. Mm-hmm. As a, as not yeah, as, as not being <laughs> not the right sort, basically. No, it's especially entertaining to me because uh, boarding school girls. Yeah, boarding school girls. She imitates boarding school girls at a later point. That's going to get fiddly in it. Um, yeah. So something like stream of consciousness. I mean, it's for it's 
it's also present tense for the most mm-hmm. part, right? Which is present except for when she goes to flashbacks. Yeah, except for the flashbacks. What does she in Let's say it feels like it's present tense most of the time because there is this like weird immediacy to all of it. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, we could, it would be interesting to see when I actually get a copy of the text. Um, it feels like that though. Mm-hmm. The effect being it's, yeah, like you're, you're the effect being that you're moving with her. Yeah, through mm-hmm. uh, her experiences etc um yeah um so the one criticism i heard about it that you read this too was um i can't remember if it was like times or post i'm pretty sure it was times actually i think it was times the new york Mm -hmm. times um again like hmm. um where they were talking about how you know the obviously talking about how great it is because i mean i think you'd be stupid to call it anything other than great um the only sort of like mild criticism is that that at the end when it sort of like addresses um sexual violence i think we can we can say that without giving too much away because there is a poster right um they give you there's a poster that they give you with a playbill so i'm not actually like you can't even see this but i'm not giving anything away here um where it talks about every 98 seconds someone in the u.s is sexually assaulted um it's estimated only 19% of all rapes are reported. Um, that, that means that probably well over 3.8 million women are raped in the US last year, or raped in the US last year. Nearly one in two women has experienced rape, sexual violence, or stalking by an intimate partner in their lifetime, etc. It goes on. Um, and only about 5% of rapes reported to the police lead to an arrest. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's the, there's a there's a like a big project attached to that, really. Um, so yeah giving giving that 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 when she talks about that when she like um addresses that at the end and she's in court and she's in court doing it and the light actually the lights and the house lights are like turned up actually yes because that's when she's talking about how she sees all the women who have come before yeah. and all the women who will come after Right, there's that's a sort the of like in, engaging. She didn't realize the first time, and then I said, "It's like, oh, that's nice, sort of." Yeah, um, I'm not sure "nice" is the right word, but solidarity moment. Um, yeah. Oh, Ginny's camera shy. I said Georgie was camera shy, but Ginny is apparently camera shy here. Um, so yeah, the only criticism I heard was that that was essentially preaching to the choir. Um, because it's unlikely that you would go and see a play like this without already agreeing or well, like, like with the position. I like the way that it's done is with, kind of preachy, sort of. Yeah, but it's supposed to be a court monologue. Like it's supposed to be a monologue that she makes in court, and and part of the selling point of the story is that she is a, she is a defense barrister herself, mm-hmm. dealing with the court system basically. Again, without giving too much away, um, so she sort of makes a critique of it at the end um i don't know whether that's I, like we, th- we were thinking about it this time around and i don't know whether that criticism is actually fair because whilst you might well be addressing the choir in the sense that people who go and see the show people who are inclined to go and see the show are likely to be receptive to 
like that well they're, they're going to sympathize with the with the victim right with the with Jodie Coven's character oh, of course you are and you're not going to go see it if you don't um I think it's probably the point right yeah. she's the source of the narrative you have like how how do how would you not always gonna um you're almost always gonna sympathize with the narrator which will be a thing in Wuthering Heights. Which will be a thing in Wuthering Heights, yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you're compelled to anyway, and she is a very sympathetic character in this particular instance. Um, but she's not just speaking out about all oh, this happens all the time, we need to do better. She's actually ascent from from a position of knowledge, right? Um proposing a solution that I mm, um don't know is necessarily something that whilst it's not something that people are necessarily going to disagree with as a, as a solution um i don't know that it's something that everybody's like oh yeah i've thought of that all right um but, oh yeah that's an obvious thing to think of um i mean in a sense it is but on the other hand articulating it is still important um it kind of reminds me of the um we're big fairly fairly big i'll say um law and order uh svu fans um and i i've taught well, I've taught Laura on all her recipe because of its um, initial impact in terms of like dealing with rape and sexual violence and stuff, um, and and the impact that it had, and the fact that it's it has managed for the most part to stay really current in a lot of its ideas um, and a lot yes. of its depictions. I mean, a lot of that they do. I mean, they they talk about um, intimate partner violence very very effectively. They talk about peer-to-peer -peer violence. They talk about. They also recently their five hundredth episode recently. Well, not recently, but um, the five hundredth episode was was pretty damn brilliant in terms of addressing. It was. I mean, for for fans of the show, maybe not, but in terms of what it was I'm actually talking about, um, it was pretty amazing that it was talking about power differentials in a really really sophisticated way, essentially explaining why people. Um, of, of you know dealing with the fact that you know certain generations find stories like Jane Eyre intensely romantic, whereas oh, present oh. generations, um, with the sort of advancement of knowledge about uh, complexities of, of intimate relationships, realize it's not really romantic at all. Um, and probably actually Charlotte Bronte, in, in defense of her, did not intend it to necessarily yes. be all that romantic, as we will discuss in a subsequent episode. Um, but having the language, yes, yeah, so episodes, okay, but the, having the language to articulate what a fair number of people are aware of, and like putting a name to it, or putting an idea to a concept that most people are all sort of circling around as it were i don't think that's redundant even if you are actually talking to a group of people who already agree with you plus there was a woman who was laughing you know pretty sure. um pretty sure it was a woman uh a couple of rows ahead of us uh who at, at critical moments when it really was not funny um was laughing um so there were no there were no cell threats though that we could see Bonus people name switch seats, but that was fine. oh yeah, there was a seat switch. Uh, um, but but we I didn't see, but we did not see the cell phone. I did hear a cell phone at one point, but only one. Um, I didn't see any text chimes. Maybe once, but the text was at the cell phone that I heard. I can't remember. Um, but it wasn't as bad as other productions that we've been to in terms. Thank God. In terms of um, thank God being please. on their cell phones. Please, please, do not disturb. <laughs> Yeah. I'm I'm all in favor of not turning it off. Actually, the director of the like the president of the 
company that's behind all the all the productions basically has this little message in the playbill and he's saying you know turn it all the way off i kind of don't agree with that um you know if you have significant others of any you know form um two-legged or four-legged um you kind of need to actually keep your phone on but you can silence them this is a nice thing about uh cell phones and mm-hmm. you can like you can put them away and you can like very you know if you have to look at them you can do a very like very specific not moment. distract everybody in the theater please um please 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 because it's got it's got to be so distracting for the actors gee haha <laughs> um anyway um yeah it was it was um I don't know whether I agree. I, like I don't. I probably don't agree with that. Yeah, no, I, think I, it's, I think actually, particularly the second, second particularly time. the second time around. The first time around, I was like, yeah. Uh, the second time around, watching it again, um, I don't think it. I don't think that's fair criticism. I think they're, they're kind of. You know, the first time around, I think I felt weird about it. And it was like, and then I read, I felt weird about the end. The end. The end. Yeah. That felt off, yeah. And then I read the article and was like, okay, yeah, yeah. But this time it didn't feel off. This time it didn't feel didn't feel off. Um, at the risk of at the risk of spoilers, um, there's also really, 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 really effective, and I think probably probably my favorite bit of the entire play, um, when there's a moment of realization as she's testifying, um, Mm -hmm. about the person involved, right um and her recollection of it which kind of does something that I, I think is a really really important part of the conversation that because it's a very I mean with again without giving too much away uh there, it's a gray area of sexual assault right it's, it's not gray area it's, it's a it's complicated it's not a it's not a in any way shape or form it's it's, it's probably the most complicated scenario that you could get in terms of dealing with consent um right is that fair yeah yeah um in the sense yeah um so so it's i mean but it but it's also not because of because of certain other details but in in the in the broader context of the situation it, it's complicated so it's probably about as complicated as you could get hence the reason that the character who is a defense attorney is so you wound up about it right and and so concerned about her own case i mean she's literally she literally yeah, runs she through it in her head and talks, she's like interrogating yeah, yeah interrogate has been interrogating like herself the entire it. time and like why did you go do this and when did she uh, sets up parallels to another survivor mm-hmm. she had to cross-examine in a yeah. different case yeah and she goes and interrogates herself in like, the same before way. and during her own yeah case and yeah. she's like you went you did this you did, you did this, this. You did people this. saw you. you consented to do this you consented to do that people saw you together people saw this um so all of that but she also has this profound moment of realization as she's testifying and being forced to like try and like clarify details that of course she's she struggles to remember because of which part of the conversation because it's a traumatic event um and she has this moment of realization that the person involved was actually you know that it was deliberate that and 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 
that she has been not incapacitated. It was not incapacitated, and that she's also been she's also been essentially like defending him the entire time. Even like, even even though she you know she's seeking justice and she's prosecuting she's you know bringing a case um this, like he's a she's guy. yeah 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 she's been she's like, been sort of like um feeling responsible for his career she's been running through all that stuff in her head and feeling like oh my god this is it was like you know essentially it was it's a um and he's got all these like college buddies with yeah. Him precisely and parents she's just got her mom there and she gets to see this this dynamic um this other other side of the person that she had not anticipated she had not seen um and realizes that no it's not i need to stop <laughs> i don't need to like worry about him being a fundamentally nice person who just like didn't understand the situation or whatever mm-hmm. uh no this was planned and this was this was all like you know uh, this is also something that it's alluded to that he's done before. So um, that I thought that was, and, and I'd forgotten about that too. Uh, I think we we mm-hmm. both we both kind of like forgotten about that detail. And and you do, I think. I think that's actually like a narrative detail, right? I think that's actually a a, a deliberate part of the narrative. You're supposed to be surprised by that. I like think. it's offhand when she's it's, like describing it in the first place. What? the actual detail the actual yeah when she first mentions it yeah when, when she, she first describes yeah, yeah 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 so when she first yeah. describes this particular thing that happens before it happens, it's, she just like mentions it yeah it's very yeah it is very offhand um and very like in the flow of events and very I normal even, you don't even yeah. you're and not I even like oh it was actually an important detail yeah but then when she comes back to it it's a really really profound and like an important oh, it's a huge aha moment of right. like wow okay. eureka yeah um but also a good mo- i think also a good moment for her like i think that's also that's also presented it's validation as, yeah it's validation um it's which is so yeah super important um where she's yeah she's sort of able to so I think the voir dire is after that, right? Yeah, they make a point about speaking the truth. Yeah. So what? Hmm? Say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> the voir dire. Yes. Right. Yeah. The fact that they have a voir dire um, all the way through, which is originally means like which is like a legal term, term to get the jury out of the room so they yes. don't hear something that's potentially prejudicial. Right um and it, it from the latin actually kind of like means as virginia sticks her head in the oh wow we want in hello miss girl okay oh uh, yeah so we want so we have all three laptops at this point but all sprawled two sprawled on the floor one sprawled on the couch okay um seti okay <laughs> oh okay um yeah there is a lot of english english real english proper english <laughs> british english um i'm so like what was it the the fanta that's um, a drink out here right yes it's fanta it's like a fizzy drink i know what it is i'm just trying to figure out whether it's like a uk thing or a 
I'm pretty sure it was a UK thing. I thought it was no, but like I I enjoyed that the first time around. I was like, oh my god, yes, Fanta, Tesco know, Express, Tesco Express, right? I Ten, mean, like the corner shop guy having slow the business. The corner shop having slow Tesco business because of the Tesco Express. This is like this is like that was like oh my god, I missed this. I know, but my my I was like wondering like how that resonates with an American audience versus the UK audience because obviously it's like second nature to a UK audience. Like, oh yeah, Tesco <laughs> down the road, God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, a train from London to Liverpool. Live London to Liverpool. England is fucking tiny. I'm sorry, yeah. no. I've... And they have direct train, good train service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I was looking at maps for other things. And it's like, oh my god, you can literally just go from here to here. It would take like three hours. You haven't gone there to there, and it's taken three hours. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, no. They they this is not relevant to prime fish per se, but driving driving distances in the UK versus the US are relative, right? So like three, I always used to say like three hours driving in Texas, like from Austin to Dallas. Which I'm pretty was, sure most people make this point. Is the equivalent, like, I'm sure they do, but it's worth saying again, um, that it's like the equivalent of driving an hour in the UK, right? Because you, you get the roundabouts, like, people, there are roundabouts, um, and you have to constantly slow down, and, and there are speed cameras, um, there are real speed cameras, um, you get news, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's much more uh, intense, and then you get country roads, which is a delight. Um, I know, Geneva, I, yeah. Um, country, country roads. roads. <laughs> this is where you feel the need to weigh in. I'm sorry, I get mocked by this by my ancestors, but I cannot do, like, country roads. I cannot. Neither can I, I can't drive country roads. I can do, like, gates to fields, I struggle with that. Oh, yeah, gates to fields. You have to, when you go walking, it's like... It's the like they are fiddly. And there's, cat, there's cattle grades, people. There's cattle grades. You have to go to cattle grades, which I had to explain to one of my students the other day as well. We were talking about mountains and things that you drive over in Wales. Mountains. They're probably real hills, really, but we call them mountains. Um, mountains, because we like to feel good about ourselves. Yes. And, and they have cattle grades, which is your upside down gate before. Um, I know which ones those are. Your, your horizontal gate. He's trying to break. He's trying to break. Yeah, he's trying to break your ankles. Um, or water and or testing your balance. Probably both. Like have good balance or die. <laughs> like have good balance or really seriously screw up your foot. Um, yeah. I mean, I wore impractical shoes yesterday and did screw on my feet. But yes, be careful when walking in New York as well. It's very yes challenging. Like, it's Okay, did we have any other passing thoughts about conversation? Not really. Not really. Do you? No, not really. Um, I mean, maybe say something, I'll think of something else. No, I was just saying, well, it's well worth it. Um, I I think Jodie Comer is going to win everything. She's what, halfway to an EGOT. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's got three of it. Wait. No, she's got two of the acting trifecta. She's basically won eight out of ten things she's been nominated for. And the other two things were basically like fan ranked. Yeah, everyone could place bets on things. I would like put She's gonna be a Um, yeah, well, uh, 
I think Emma Thompson and uh, Mary Beard talked about how that's it's not all it's cracked up to be. Uh, no, it's really sad. You become a dame, whereas like, you know, sirs become sirs. Um. Anyway, okay, it's well worth seeing if you can see it. Um, it's going to be on probably National Theatre at home at some point. Um, you can watch clips of it on YouTube. I did discover that yesterday. Yes, they have trailers. They have trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can kind of see what's what's about. Um, I oh yeah, the only other thing was the fact that she was a person of like questionable morals. Um, I thought that was a little bit harsh. Um, yeah, like that Tessa was... has question has questionable morals. She is a barrister. People, I mean, like the point she... is that she does her job. Um, she has a moral system. Yeah, she does, it's, and it, it, and it's based on the law. Yeah, I mean, it's the way. It's, I mean, if she. If, if her moral system is dubious, then it's actually a, a criticism of the entire system, not hers per se. Um, as my research assistant looks things up here, what are we looking at? Yeah. Mm. No, it's not available at the moment. Anyway, it may be available. <laughs> it may be available on National Theatre Live. It is actually broadcasting, I think, next next month actually broadcasting in london which suggests it will eventually be broadcasting in the u.s in the u.s or anywhere else um anyway highly recommended really really good fantastic performance from jodie Kramer. she deserves to win everything um and really really important play so if you will get a chance to read it recommending it on that front too 